I'm Melissa Silber, and I'm a corporate quitter. As a CPA who worked in corporate finance for 15 years, I've seen firsthand how large corporations take advantage of their employees and customers. Now, I'm passionate about helping small businesses succeed while also exposing the unethical practices of big companies. If you're a business owner, I encourage you to join my community, where I share a lot of resources to help you with your business finances. I hold monthly calls with the community, and I'd love to have you. Now on to the episode. When I first started my CPA firm, I was new to a lot of things about offering professional services. And the thing that tripped me up the most, and I think it's very common, is how to price my services. It is very, very common for professionals like accountants and lawyers, for example, to be paid per hour. Billable hours have been the gold standard on how these firms bill their clients. And I wanted to introduce to you today a new way to bill your clients, and that is through value pricing. So when you think about per hour billing, you imagine a time clock that someone punches in and out of, and that person gets paid based on the hours they worked in the pay period. This is how it works a lot of the time. There are other professions, though, where the salaried employees are paid their salary for a set amount of hours per week, while the firm they work for bills it to the customers in timed intervals, usually 15-minute intervals. Law firms bill this way, as do many accounting firms. More and more commonly, there are professional service providers who have chosen the entrepreneurship route and are working for themselves. When many service providers start working for themselves, one of the first things they do is set their hourly rates. In this episode, I want to provide you with a new way of looking at things so that you can maximize your earning potential. When I started my CPA firm, I wasn't entirely sure what I was even going to do for my clients, let alone how I was going to go about billing them. So the question must be asked, is the billable hour a race to zero? There is no denying that technology is changing the way we do business. In a lot of cases, this means that some tasks are not taking as long as they once did. Does this mean that those tasks are no longer as valuable to your clients? No. In fact, it could be argued that the tasks might be more valuable to your clients because they can be done in real time. If you are billing per hour, the result of technological advancements ultimately means billing your clients less, which is sort of counterintuitive and brings up a troubling reality that hourly billing does not lead to seeking efficiencies. What is your motivation as a business owner to streamline your processes and get things done more efficiently? If that means you will start billing your clients less time and therefore making less money. It's not the direction most business owners want to go since the usual goal is to have your revenues on an upwards trajectory rather than a race to the bottom. Value pricing attempts to price out jobs based on the value they provide your clients, regardless of how long those jobs take you to perform. Ask yourself the question, what problem am I solving for this customer and how much is the solution to their problem worth? Once working on the engagement, you can focus on getting the tasks done in the most efficient way possible, rather than ensuring the largest amount of billable time goes to your client. This will foster ingenuity in your operations without a corresponding dip in revenues due to less billable hours. Another downfall of the billable hour is you create a revenue ceiling for your business. If you have three employees each with 40 hours per week of billable hours, you know that the weekly revenue you can bill will be equal to the rate of the first employee, the rate of the second employee, and the rate of the third employee times 40. Of course, there will be some people who are unconcerned with this limit, and we will not get into that on this episode. But the fact remains, there is no exponential growth when you are limited by billable hours. Another issue with the billable hour model is that one customer is essentially subsidizing the next. 
the first time you do anything, it usually takes the longest. This is especially true when you are creating a product for your customer. Once you have created the product, it will take less time to create a similar product for your next customer. Some of the project components will be able to be reused over and over again. When you're billing by the hour, this isn't fair to either you or your customer. Your first customer is going to get hit with the largest bill and will be paying you for every hour spent creating the original product. Your second customer will be charged significantly less for their product, since a lot of the legwork was done for the first customer and didn't need to be repeated. Does the second customer receive a product with the same value as the first customer? Yes, they do. Is this fair to your first customer? Not really. They essentially subsidize the product for your future clients as the initial brain work was done on their dime. And is this fair to you as the service provider? Not really either. You are providing the same value to both clients, but will get paid significantly less for the second and subsequent engagements. This is where value pricing comes in. You price the product based on the value it provides to your customer. What problem does it solve for them? All customers purchasing the product will receive the same value and will pay the same amount for that value. On your end, some engagements may take longer to execute than others, but as long as you ensure your value price more than covers the cost of your time, you are in the clear and can actually see higher profit margins as a whole. One factor that scares some service providers away from value pricing is the risk of overages. So many firms are afraid to leave the tried and true billable hour in favor of value pricing because they are afraid of cost overages when executing the work. It is true that when you offer a deliverable for a set price, you are on the hook for any overages that may happen. This fact will actually give your clients comfort as they usually don't like being on the clock, especially if you're doing work in an area they have not much familiarity with. With value pricing, you give your customer price certainty, and we cannot underestimate how important this is to most business owners. How do you adopt value pricing of engagements without risking losing money due to overages? By very carefully and specifically outlining what is included in the engagement. You must be very, very specific and outline what is, and arguably more importantly, is not included in the engagement cost. You should be very upfront about the specific things included in the engagement, as well as upfront about the fact that anything that needs to get done, which falls outside the scope of the agreement, will be quoted separately and charged on a change order. Change orders are very important. The biggest risk to the profitability of your value-priced engagement is scope creep. Scope creep happens when the engagement has not been properly defined and unexpected extras pop up. Some types of projects are more prone to scope creep than others, but the key is to properly define the engagement and explicitly state that any work which may arise that is outside of the scope of the initial agreement will be charged separately on a change order. So how do you implement value pricing in your firm? Implementing value pricing will look different for different people and businesses. If you already have a business offering services for hourly rates, you may have a bit of a leg up on someone who is just starting a business from scratch. If you are converting an existing hourly rate business, you should do an analysis of your billings for various deliverables. You want to ensure to price in enough wiggle room so that any overages are covered and your customer will happily pay this extra premium to have cost certainty rather than face a running clock and invoices that vary from month to month. If you are starting from scratch, you won't have an hourly rate engagement to compare to. So you'll have to do a bit more market research on the going rates for certain services. I'm certainly not saying that existing firm owners shouldn't also do market research, but it will be especially important if you don't have a baseline for your billings. 
This market research can be done by networking with other service providers and seeing how they price their services. I know some might be hesitant to do this because it has been ingrained in us that other businesses are the competition and we must not work collaboratively. But I think that couldn't be further from the truth. People don't like take it or leave it pricing. Value pricing means there is a set price for services. But since people also like choice and options, how does this work? The ideal proposal will have three options, all offering different levels of service. Let's say we're going to label these packages platinum for the high tier, gold for mid tier, and silver for low tier. Your platinum package will be the most expensive and may give your customer a bit of a sticker shock. Your platinum package will include all of the bells and whistles. Some customers might see the value in this most expensive option and choose it, but many will look to the gold and silver tiers for a more reasonable investment option. Your gold tier will be the option that most customers will choose. It will be priced comparatively lower than platinum, but will provide the customer with a solid service without all the extra bells and whistles they will find in the platinum package. Of course, this leaves the silver package option, which is the lowest price and has the most limited level of service. What these various package options will look like for different types of service providers will vary greatly, but providing your customers with options gives them choice, and that is always a good thing. Sometimes you just have to dive into something new. Hopefully, this episode has given you an explanation on what value pricing is and why value pricing is superior to hourly billing in so many ways. Thanks for joining me. And if you don't already, head over to TikTok and follow me at Melissa Silber CPA. If you enjoy this podcast, check me out on TikTok, Melissa Silber CPA. And if you're a business owner, feel free to reach out. I'd love to learn how I can help you.